Welcome back to the Trevor Rigney Show. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. How how you feeling? After I the chip? feel. Oh, after the chip. Um, it wasn't great, man. We've made better decisions in our lives than that. I think every decision I've ever made was better than that. Yeah, even the really bad ones were better than that. Mm-hmm. I would I would never do that again. No, this that's an easy never again for me. Um. And why I would never do it again is probably not what people would think. It's not because it was too hot, which it was. It was way, way too hot. It was really hot. It was how I felt in the stomach area for the hours following. Yeah. And if you were like, oh. Even the next day. You know, like jokes are made, like eat hot things and your stomach's going to be messed up and you're going to be like pooping a lot or something like that. Yeah. my That wasn't even the problem. I felt like, and I, descri- I felt like I described it perfectly to Haas. There was like a little serrated blade just rocking back and forth against this lining of my stomach yeah. all night. And it, Awful. It was so bad. It was fun. There was there were some hilarious moments. Yeah. Thank during, you. Thank you, RJ. And headache <laughs> for the hilarity of your your uh accidental comedic timing. Oh, yeah, where he just completely interrupted us. Well we're <laughs> yeah. me and Haas were mid conversation. Like a and- breakdown of two video games. <laughs> just breaking down that video game and just headache. All right, so for my pick, <laughs> all right, we get a headache. Move on, right? Like yeah. even the, like in the Oscars, you get like playoff music or something like that. Like, yeah, you get the like you get a countdown music. timer there. Yeah. But... No, well, not here. You just get interrupted by headache, and yeah, that's it. Um, week seventeen is happening at the moment. Currently happening, yes. It's uh, four o'clock. We're recording a lot normal, like a lot uh, normal than earlier. We're normal than earlier, say. exactly. Earlier than normal. We are. Uh, that's for a couple of reasons. One, because I'm already here. Why not? Yeah. Uh, two. Um. Because you're already here. Why not? And uh, yeah, <laughs> and I'm slowly losing my mind. So now's the time to do it, so that I don't. I'm not an actual. I'm not an absolute miserable thing in about 15 minutes. Yeah. So uh, so Trav is in. Uh, like our main league, he's in he's in the championship game against Corey, which you, I mean we've brought, we've brought this up before. Yeah, and he has Jamar Chase, so Jamar Chase. We'll get to this game, but uh, one absolutely uh, ham and cheese sandwich. Yeah, bonkers, bonkers city that guy. And uh, so kind of got he had two hundred and something yards receiving and three touchdowns. Uh, he went absolutely off the wall. Yeah, so I got off to a very hot start against my matchup with Corey. My fantasy championship matchup here. And uh, since then, though, like since Jamar Chase went absolutely off the wall, my fantasy team has done nothing. He is just ripping me apart now, slowly. I was winning by 50, and now I'm winning by 20. Yeah, 20, 25-ish. Um, but we'll get to the Bengals game at the, you know, when we, we'll cross that river when we get to it. That bridge when we get to the river. You know what I'm talking about. When we get to the river, we will cross that game. Uh, the oh, let's let's start in order. Why don't we go in order? I'm gonna start in order. Sure. The Falcons at the Bills. Now, who did I pick? You. We both picked the Bills. So that means I'm a genius. I guess so. Okay. Good. Are you gonna say that for every game you picked that you shouldn't have picked that you were a genius for doing so? When really you just picked the opposite of my games. It is officially so over. Won. By the way, the Bills won. They won by 14. Yep. Uh, did they cover? Were they 14 and a half or 13 and a half point favorites? No, I don't remember. I'm checking right now. Did I pick those games? See, it's a good thing we I picked I started picking the games and we do them on the show <sighs> again. Oh, they were 14 and a half or the yeah, they were 14 and a half, so I got the Falcons right. But I've only gotten 3 games right today. <laughs> oh, cuz you picked them the same way? <laughs> no. I picked the Falcons to cover 
14 and a half. Picked the Giants to cover. They got destroyed. Picked the Bengals. Got that one right. Dolphins to cover. They got destroyed. Colts to win by three. Didn't happen. Jaguars to cover. We'll get to that one. And then the Buccaneers. I figured, you know, they'd beat the Jets by 14 points. Oh, yeah. Anyway. I picked Atlanta to cover, so good to go there. Um, Yeah, this game was a lot of Josh Allen. Josh Allen doing Josh Allen things. He was there. There were some really fantastic catches made by Stefan Diggs in this one that I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, Atlanta, I mean, they kept it within, within you know, the point spread, but they were largely out of this game, right? For most of the game, they were not in it. Yeah. Uh, this was Buffalo's game to lose, which they did not. Um, by a score of 29-15, they win. They, they won the game. I mean, it was, it was tied at one point. Um, but then the uh, the good the the Bills uh, came back and well it wasn't even was it Todd I thought the Bills were winning the entire game no so it was it was fourteen it was fourteen to two in the first quarter Bills were up and then the second quarter the Falcons scored a touchdown and two field goals right so it was fifteen to fourteen ah okay and that then was wrong. yeah but then then the second second half the Bills scored a touchdown in each quarter. Okay. So then it was game over, he said. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Josh Allen, um, he didn't really throw for a ton of yards. He was 11 and 26, 120 yards. He had three interceptions. Ooh. But he had 15 rushes for 81 Excuse yards and me. two touchdowns. Um, I don't know. What, it's, I think it's because I saw him have a couple good runs in a row. Oh yeah, and I was like, "Oh, Josh Allen's having himself a day." Because now I'm just wrong. That was a ter- that's a terrible completion percentage, first of all, and three interceptions is always no bueno. Yeah, always, unless you catch them, then it is uh, si bueno. Yes, bueno. Yes, good. <laughs> <laughs> the New York Giants lost to the Chicago Bears in Chicago, and. Rigney said today that he has a lot more respect for Daniel Jones because Giants quarterbacks are terrible. <laughs> Glennon went four of eleven <laughs> for twenty-four yards. Jeez, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. Hey, remember when the Giants fired uh... McAdoo? No. Old Cowboys coach. Wow. Oh, 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 Blanking. oh, Here it is. Oh, yeah. Uh, Garrett. Once a week, I do this. Jason Garrett. Yeah, remember when the Giants fired Jason Garrett because he was their offensive problems? He was the reason why they were awful? Yeah. Guess what? What a day. Wrong. Because <laughs> now he's going to go somewhere go somewhere else and be a good offensive coordinator. Um, the, the Bears won this game by a lot. Giants quarterbacks are terrible. Terrible. was Charles Barkley would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, However, Bears quarterback's not that good either. David Montgomery <laughs> threw a pick today. <laughs> Bears quarterbacks. <laughs> Bears quarterbacks also not great. Names a running back. Yeah, he threw a pick. Oh, that's okay. But he ran twenty two times for sixty four yards, two touchdowns. Nice. Mm-hmm. Andy Dalton, uh, he threw a pick today. How do you think Matt Nagy feels knowing he's getting fired? Because that report came out well, this morning that he was gonna be fired. Did it? Yeah. Look, but not to not this week. Like imagine right, he's gonna get fired at the end of the yeah. year. Imagine a bunch of reports come out, you're getting fired, but not till next week. They right. still want you to do your job for two more weeks. <laughs> That's got to be fun. <laughs> you can't even quit. You just have to keep doing it. Wow, Sam Darnold just completely missed that wide open dude. That's fun to watch. Um, was that Darnold? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was the Panthers. Or I thought that was a Seahawks-Lions game. Mm. I'm sure it was Boyle that missed that. 
Was it? I think so. We were watching the same game? I was watching over here on the right. Is that the one you're talking about? Moving on. All right. The Kansas City Chiefs, and here it is, the Cincinnati Bengals, the show's team. This was a shootout, man. What a fun game to watch. This was... At, we mentioned Jamar Chase had an absolute day, but like the the Chiefs got complacent here. That's really what the problem was. They didn't do anything in the second half. Mm-mm. They they were on what they scored twenty twenty eight points in the first half. Is that what they scored? Yeah, yeah. It was twenty eight to uh, seventeen at the at the at halftime. Yeah, that, I don't understand. We know that the Bengals can do this. The so Bengals came out, but it, it wasn't like it. They waited until like the end of the third quarter. They came out firing. There was a sixteen uh, sixty nine yard touchdown pass to Jamar Chase with thirteen minutes and thirty seconds left in the third quarter. So it was within two minutes they scored a touchdown. Yeah, uh, the, the Chiefs seemed like they were going to be in control, but they just sort of like rolled over. Like they just did. They had no fire in the second half. Right. Cincinnati wanted to win this game. And then they did. They they hyper targeted uh, Jamar Chase. Oh yeah, you want me to read his stat line? Yeah, eleven receptions, two hundred sixty six yards, and three touchdowns. That two hundred sixty six yards breaks the rookie record for the amount of uh, yardage in a in a one game. I wonder who had it before. Did you ever find that out? You didn't tell me to find that. I thought out. you said you were going to look. No, it's fine. I'm going to look though. Um. The what's crazy about this, right, is that all three of the Bengals receivers had good games last week, and I don't even necessarily think the rest of them had poor games. It's just that Jamar Chase had all of the touchdowns. It was 255 yards by Bills wide receiver Jerry Butler in 1979. Okay, jeez, mm-hmm. I was gonna say that seems like such a um, such a huge number for a rookie. Like that, he it took him to get into the 200s of yards receiving to break that record. That seems wild, right? Um, but that record does not belong to him. Jamar Chase solidifying himself as a number one receiver. And the most yardage in one game, regardless of how long you play the football <laughs> game, um, 336 yards by a wide receiver named Flipper Anderson for the Rams in 1989. Flipper, old flips. Yeah. I know that guy. No, I have no idea. I've never heard that name before. Flipper Anderson? Me either. Um, Calvin Johnson's number two. Of course he is. Why wouldn't he be? Well, okay, yeah. Yeah, why wouldn't he be? The Miami Dolphins? They got whomped on, dude. What an awful game. Yeah. I, I, it's so crazy because you see the Dolphins fan, or not the fans, you see the players are all pumped after, they're all sort of like real arrogant, like, oh, was that eight in a row? Was it or whatever they're saying? Mm-hmm. And then you get to Tennessee and they just absolutely laid an egg. That was awful. It's crazy. And it's not even like they lost because Tannehill came in and tore it up with A.J. Brown. They just, their deep, Titans defense just shut them down. Yeah, and then Foreman just ran all over them. 26 uh, rushes, 132 yards, and a touchdown. And then, even, and, and then even Hilliard had eight rushes for 45 yards and a touchdown. So the Dolphins just had no answer for the Titans run game. Jeez. Who's that about to score? That is Ayuk, I believe. Oh, okay. I wish they'd give the ball to Mitchell. That'd be great. Imagine. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, the Miami Dolphins here, uh, I, I don't know. They didn't show this. You and I were watching a lot of Red Zone today. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel like I saw a ton of this game happening. Maybe because Miami was doing nothing. Yeah, there was there was nothing going on. Um, but we should, I guess, 
tell the peeps, right? So we had th- we had three monitors up today. <laughs> we had one for Red Zone, one for the Jets game, and one for the Eagles game. Yeah. And that's, I mean, what else do you need? No, that was good. That was good. Perfect. Yeah. That was a good time. Uh, we had the Red Zone with audio, the other two without. But, um... What? No. What just happened? My monitor had to... I could hear the Oh, Eagles yeah, game. the Eagles game was on. Yeah. I had the Jets game muted, though. And once again, I mean... Well, no, we'll talk about it when we get there. Yeah. The Oakland Raiders... Nope. The Las Vegas Raiders... I was like, there it is. How am I still making that mistake so many years after now? I don't know. You still call Washington the Redskins. I know. <laughs> but I don't call the Rams St. Louis. You almost uh, did. The Las Vegas too. Raiders beat the Indianapolis Colts on a last second field goal. I hate this game. Is it because you hate the Raiders? It's not, So the reason why I hate the Raiders is it has nothing to do with the Raiders or the players or anything like that. It's yeah. simply because... I don't feel like they're true playoff contenders. Yeah, I get you. And I don't want to see them in the playoffs because, to me, it's just an easy out. Yeah. Like, I'd rather see a much more... Like, the Dolphins, even though they got destroyed today, are a much more competitive team than the Raiders are, generally speak, like, generally speaking. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. I just didn't care. I don't care to see them in it. It's like the Steelers. I don't want to see the Steelers in it either. Yeah. I mean, the Raiders do seem kind of blah to me. I I don't know. I felt like at one point I told, was telling you how Carson Wentz threw. He scrambled. He made a great play. He tossed a long ball down. Uh, Pascal and Hilton were down there to catch it. There were two Raiders defenders. Pascal and the two Raiders defenders all collided to get the ball, and it just sort of bounced off all three of their hands, mm-hmm. and it was into the belly of T.Y. Hilton, who was into the end zone. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's wild. And it was, uh, but it was like it, the whole play looked hilarious because T.Y. Hilton looked like he because he looked like he was almost annoyed that the ball didn't go further because he was sort of in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Not not covered, just he was deeper in the end zone, and he probably would have made that play if Carson put more on it. Uh, it was a hell of a throw, though, so I don't really know how he could have. And, but the idea that it, like, it just sort of flopped into his hands, and he was just like, he looked shocked that it even happened that way. Like He's like, oh, dang, it's okay, a ball. I got it. This is a touchdown. Yeah. Yes. Um, can you tell me if Jonathan Taylor had 100 yards rushing today? He had 108. Ah, 20 rushes, 108 yards, and a touchdown. So that ends their streak of undefeated when he runs for over 100 yards. Oh, really? Yeah. They are they are defeated when he runs for under 100 yards, and they are undefeated when he runs for over 100. Wow, broke the cycle today. So you know how many? Well, so you know how many games they've won, but not anymore. Now I have no idea. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I only knew how many 100 yard rushing games Taylor had. Um. The Jacksonville Jaguars. This is the team you locked this week, by the way, buddy. I don't remember what we're talking about. They got. I don't even know the good. I don't even know a good word for this. Pummeled, shellacked, punched in the neck, uh, decapitated, aggressively scolded. Um, yeah, by the New England Patriots. Yeah. So Mac Jones was twenty-two of thirty for two twenty-seven, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. And the Patriots beat the Jaguars 50 to 10. I almost said seven. But so, it's, it's 10. The, well, let's go good news, bad news. Okay. Good news yes. is that um, Jacksonville's stud rookie quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, is not in a drought of touchdown passes anymore. He threw one today. Okay. It was like seven games without one. Um, bad mm-hmm. news. They lost by forty. Yeah, that's that's a four and then a zero. This was a. This, 
this isn't even like an ass kicking. This is almost kind of just like, like, hey, Jacksonville, enjoy your first overall pick. Don't come back until you're a, a better football <laughs> yeah. team. Yeah, this was this one. This one was uh, it was rough. It was it was uh, sad. It was definitely sad to see. Not because you thought Jacksonville was going to beat New England, right? And I'm surprised that even in this game, Mac Jones had 30 attempts. Yeah, it doesn't. That's like, a lot of attempts for a game. That, yeah, for a team that won by 40. Why are you throwing the ball so much? Uh, Stevenson had uh, 19 rushes for 107 yards, two touchdowns. Harris had nine rushes for 35 yards, two touchdowns. They really heavily leaned on Stevenson here. I don't know if that has anything to do with um, Harris's health or if it was just kind of like a game script thing. No idea. Yeah. But um, Wilkerson, no idea who this is. It's like a new wide receiver for the Patriots. Uh, four four uh, receptions for four forty two yards with a uh, two touchdowns. I don't know who this is. Yeah, I don't know. That's cool though. Yeah, but Jacoby Myers scored again. Nice. This is the guy that he had all those grabs with no touchdowns. Yeah, he had like a hundred and seventy catches, no <laughs> touchdowns. Uh, eight receptions today, seventy three yards and a touchdown. Nice. Good for him. Yeah. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New York Football Jets. Man, this game. You were happy for a lot of this game. This game was wild. I mean, the Jets looked really good in this game. Yeah. Surprisingly. Their or, defense. Or the Bucks looked really bad. I don't know. I mean, figure it out. There's a, Okay, there's a lot to unpack with this game, we'll, and we'll get to the most hilarious part of this game at the end of it. Yeah. But I'll, we'll have Rigney give the analysis because he obviously knows more about it than I do. Right. So, uh, Wilson, 19 for 33, 234 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. It's uh, pretty huge. And then uh, Braxton Berrios is the, was the guy in this game. Yeah, he's he had a monster out there. Eight receptions, 65 yards, a touchdown. He also had two rushes for 12 yards and a touchdown. Um, this is a game where the Jets are, again, without their top two wide... I'm sorry, top three wide receivers. Are they, though? Because now Braxton Berrios is a top receiver, I would think. Uh, but, I mean, without... like Elijah Moore is definitely ahead of him in the depth chart. Yeah. Corey Davis is ahead of him in the depth chart. Jamison Crowder is ahead of him in the depth chart. I guess I'm making a joke that, like, should they be now, though? Right. Because no, Berrios has been killing it. Well, I don't think Jamison Crowder is going to be on this team next year. So, oh, yeah, okay. So, Berrios uh, should take his spot in the slot. I think that's That's a nice receiving core, though. I like it. Just Moore, Davis, and Berrios yeah. going into next season. Berrios in the slot. And I'm sure we'll draft somebody else to yeah. try and take like that number four spot because Mims isn't working. Got a lot to look forward to with these New York Jets. It's scary. They actually. played a good game against one of the better teams in the NFL today, and their defense was like a huge reason why. I know. And it's like uh, Brady didn't really look that good until he had to just throw a bunch of touchdowns at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, to in, whoever this Grayson fella is. In this game, when we don't know, and when you're listening to this, you, we still might not know. Antonio Brown, the wide receiver for the Buccaneers, took all of his clothes off, except for his pants. Left his pants on, thank thank God. (laughs) And started throwing everything into the crowd, and then sort of did like jumping jacks through the end zone and with a peace sign up to the fans as he went into the tunnel. And at first glance, we thought, oh, he got ejected and he's all pissed off. That would have checked out, right? That would have kind of made sense. A dude was annoyed, he got ejected, and he he just took off all his clothes like a child. Yeah. Instead, nobody knows anything. This is We are two hours after the end of this game and have no clue why he did that. But he's no longer on that team. Yeah. Bruce Arians came out after the game and said, uh, 
That's not that's not Rashad Penny. Oh, thank God. That is that is Sir Tyler Lockett murdering it. I saw that you just kind of glanced over the screen as a running as a <laughs> Seahawk was running into the end zone. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So so Bruce Arians came out after this game, and he's like, "Oh yeah, uh, Antonio Brown is no longer a Buck." Is that a call you think they made when after he did that, or is that something he was told during the game? Because there's a joke made like, "Oh." He got cut mid-game, which doesn't happen in the NFL. No, I feel like, no. I mean, the closest thing that's ever happened to that was when that one cornerback for the Bills. You remember that? Was he, oh, no. Was he cornerback for the Bills or for the Colts? Uh, Vontae Davis. Do you remember remember. him? He retired at halftime. Did he? That's an actual thing that happened where he retired at halftime. This is up there with like that is like the strangest thing I've ever seen during an NFL game. I yeah. mean, this is stranger than that to me only because like he did it more formally in the locker room at halftime. Antonio Brown just started taking his clothes off and throwing them in the stands. I, I, there's got to be somebody has to tell us something about why he got so angry. And he's obviously he's going to regret that being an absolute baby just then. Oh, yeah. Uh, Adam Schefter put out a tweet that said that 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 little outburst may have cost him a million dollars. Because he was like a certain amount of yardage away from like three hundred over a three hundred thousand uh, dollar pay bump, yeah, and then also like receptions. And if he scored one more touchdown, he would have got like three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, oh yeah, I, I saw that he needed some some certain amount of stats between this week and next week, which he was on pace to get if he would if he played in the games like he was supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I can definitely understand that outburst costing him a nice a smooth million bucks. Yeah, hope that was worth it. Um. Getting back to like the the game, like the actual like you know playing of the game of this game, yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, the Jets had a chance to kick a field goal at the end of this game and make it a seven point game, which in turn probably like Brady probably could have still gone up, scored a touchdown, and then still gone for two like they actually did um, to put the game away. However, um, instead of just kicking the chip shot field goal. It, the ball was on the, the two, so it was right there. Yeah. Um, they did a QB sneak. Now, I don't really have a, a a big problem with them going for it. My issue is the play call there. Okay. I don't like the QB sneak on fourth and two. If it was fourth and one, I'm like, yes, absolutely, QB sneak all day. But Zach Wilson isn't like a big, strong, like Cam Newton type of running quarterback that can... I mean, he ran for 91 yards uh, last week, but like not in this type of situation you know what i mean like that's like a more like cam newton big ben yeah kind of deal we do always beat the drum for qb sneak it's the obvious play on fourth and uh, one. yeah yeah for sure fourth um, and two seems it's different though fourth longer. and two is different yeah i agree uh especially at like the goal line however um booth booth mcfloor here booth mcfloor absolutely dialed up some some nice plays here against the bucks defense yeah i mean the jets look here's swift like, competent you know what i mean They're like they looked good Murph, swift's gonna do something Murph just texted me and said is he said is swift hurt and then he texted me again and said never mind oh wow look at that run i'll take those points oh wow wow <laughs> Dude, that coach just got absolutely destroyed sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you buddy no that's fine um what i'm what i'm trying to take away from this game really is like how well of a game uh booth mcfloor called booth mcfloor i'm gonna c- continue to call him that and what's his actual name his his real name yeah it's the one i have to remember right now it's um it's mike lafleur lafleur okay yeah. but booth mcfloor mike sounds LaFleur. hilarious <laughs> booth mcfloor um <laughs> it's also like the way zach wilson played today without his starting center yeah uh his third string left tackle which 
or I mean, he played with a third string left tackle. Mm-hmm. His his top three wide receivers, his top two tight ends, and his top two running backs for most of the game. Um, it's just like that's really uh, that's kind of what I'm looking for. Yeah, the seeing the the growth from a guy who like you know is he struggled a little bit at the beginning of the season, but you're definitely seeing better decision making. You're seeing you're seeing uh, more playmaking ability if that if, if you know what I mean like I don't he was always capable of making plays you're seeing them more frequently which means he's making better decisions if that oh makes yeah sense. for sure I believe his touchdown interception ratio um, before he got hurt was two touchdowns to seven interceptions okay and after he's come back from the injury uh, we're at I think 11 touchdowns two interceptions dang which is a it's a lot better, isn't it? Looking back, that's eleven total, not eleven passing. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, is looking back, is it not absolutely insane that at one point, like New York Radio was talking about Mike White as a potential starter going forward because of one game? It it is insane, but it's also like I don't know. I kind of get it, um, just because of how good of a game he had, where you're just like, wow, like who knows, like what this kid could do. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's against a good team like the Bengals, so you just kind of like. It's just like, I don't know, he never really got a chance before. So it's like, who knows what he could do? And then it's like, um, people had the Brady comparison, right? Where they're like, you know, Brady got knocked out. Or like, I mean, Brady's like, the person in front of Brady got knocked out. And then he comes in, he just ends up being the best quarterback in the world. Like, why can't that happen twice? Yeah. Um, Which is totally plausible. That could happen again at some point. But, you know, we have too much invested in Zach Wilson to let Mike White step in front of that. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, oh my gosh, dude, Penny's killing me right now. Is he? Did he score another touchdown? He 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 did, but that he did that one before. He has, just has 144 yards now. Jeez, um, that's like a lot of yards. Yeah, I mean the only my only I'm not even gonna say it because I'll jinx it if I say it. <laughs> See what my only saving grace is. I'm just not gonna do it. Oh, you were going to say what it was, and now you're not going to do it. Yeah, because if I say what my saving grace is, that the opposite will happen. and It won't be a grace anymore? Yeah, Mitchell scored, thank God. Nice. Sorry, we're getting off track. Guys, I'm very anxious because I'm in a fantasy championship, and all I do is lose <laughs> fantasy championships. So I'm very anxious right now. Um, the I don't often get to watch Jets games with Rigney. Mm-hmm. And I, based on how he describes the experience with me, it's usually like, a nightmare scenario. Like he's yeah, usually, or, or, he's usually never happy. It, it depends on what kind of mood I'm in, like going into. You know, like it really depends on how the season's going because it's either a nightmare because I'm like, oh, there's hope. Like we could win. Like if yeah. we if we win a few games here in a row, like we could string some, uh, you know, like a winning streak together and we could like make the playoffs. And and then I'm like, what? Why was that a thought? <laughs> That's not gonna happen. Yeah. And then other times it's just like, oh, we've been so bad this whole season that this is actually. The funniest thing I've seen. Yeah. So, but but being here today, I mean, I understand that they lost and they lost late into the game. But this was not a game you were expecting to win, and you were pretty happy with how the Jets played throughout. Yeah. So, I I felt happy for you watching this game because yeah, it was nice. It was it was. If you told me that hey, the Jets are going to lose to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks by four, last minute. Yeah, I'm like um. Interesting. All right. Okay. Okay. I'll watch that game. Yeah. There you go. I'll watch it. The 
the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Washington football football team um, in a game where, once again, without fail, the Eagles shoot themselves in the foot to start every single game. It's fun to see. You know how like people are like, oh, this team's a second-half team. It has never been a thing more than the Eagles. And we don't... Is it like a... A testament to Nick Sirianni. Does is he good at adjusting mid game? Maybe that's the case. I don't care. Maybe coach a better game to start. Right, the game plan needs to be better. Yeah, because we look terrible to start every game. Going down sixteen to three to the Redskins to start this game, or sixteen to seven, is is unexcusable. Mm-hmm. They're not. It's not that they're a bad team, but if we fancy ourselves the better team, then you sh- and we we're good at one thing, and we never start the game doing that one thing. We always wait till the second half to do it. I mean, Eagles are on their way to to a playoff berth here. Yeah, if the Niners win tonight or win right now, and the Packers win tonight, mm-hmm. the Eagles will be in the playoffs because we we beat the Redskins tonight, eliminating them from the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then I believe the Packers beating the Vikings will eliminate them from contention. Yeah. Did I say did I say that backwards? Vikings beat the Packers? I meant Packers no. beat the Vikings. No, you said that right. Um, yeah. And for, for the first time in a couple of years, I think, we beat, we swept the Redskins. We never do that. Swept the football team. Nice. We never do that. But That's a good time. My point is, Jalen Hurts was efficient today. He didn't do anything eye-popping, but he was efficient. He didn't turn the ball over, and that's good enough for me, as long as we continue to run the ball into the ground. But I just get annoyed with how long that takes to do. It shouldn't we shouldn't come out and try to outcoach ourselves every week. I'm very curious like I want to look up the stats on what the Eagles point differential is in the first quarter. <laughs> That'd be I want to look it up. I mean, it wouldn't, yeah. It would be embarrassing probably. Like I I bet it, if you don't count the games where like the in week 1 where we whomped on Atlanta or mm. like we kicked the crap out of the Lions. Like th- those games don't really count, right? The games that we play against a somewhat decent opponent, and we start every game, you know, three to zero points to start a half, and then we come out and score twenty five in the second half because we ran the ball forty one times. Right. I, I know it's I like, I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm very curious. I want to like do the math. It seems like it seems like complaining. Like I'm just doing a lot of complaining for a team that got a W, but it's just, it's very frustrating to watch your team struggle so much in the first half. When you know that the thing they're capable of doing, they, they're not doing that thing, and you know that that's all they need to do to be better, and they just refuse to do that. It's like they wait until the third quarter starts to run the football. I, I, you know what I honestly think it is? I, don't, I think that Nick Sirianni doesn't like that, his, that the Eagles are defined as a running team. I don't think he likes that because he came from San Diego. or he, They're the charter in L.A. now, but right. he was in San Diego with the Chargers, with Phillip Rivers, when they had great passing attacks. Like he, he wants to be that guy. So he's, I feel like he's annoyed that his team is all rushing. I think, he, I think that annoys him a little bit. So he tries to come out and start every game with Jalen Hurts throwing 10 passes and completing one of them. Anyway, sorry, yeah, sorry mean, for that rant after we got a W today. <laughs> no, I mean, I get it, <laughs> it's though. complaining. I mean, they're towards the bottom of the league with like points score, like scored for the first quarter in the last like three. Like their average points scored in the first quarter for the last three games is two point three. So I mean, yeah, it's 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 low. You know, it's not great. I'm hoping I'm hoping we don't have to I, that the Packers beat the Vikings tonight and 
the Niners beat the Texans here, so I don't have to hope that we beat the Cowboys next week because we just never do that. We never beat the Cowboys. Even when they bench people, we don't play. We don't beat them. Um, so let's just hope. I, let me. Do, would you rather sneak into the playoffs and then just get beat up on in the first round, or just not make the playoffs entirely? The, I don't know, man. I mean, the Jets haven't made the playoffs in like twelve years, so it'd be kind of nice to make, see them like, <laughs> yeah, okay. make the playoffs. So it's it's sort of like, but I but I get what you're saying. Don't don't uh don't be ungrateful, kind of thing. Like you make the playoffs. you want to make the playoffs. Doesn't matter if you think you're good enough to make it all the way. You just want to go to the show because you never know what'll happen, kind of thing. I hear you, but I'm also on the I'm also like part of the the like the group of people that would rather not get to the Super Bowl if you knew you were going to get stomped. Yeah, I'd rather lose in the AFC Championship game, and then rather than getting stomped in the Super Bowl, I th- I I would agree with that. I would rather lose in that conference championship than go to the Super Bowl and get beat up on because there's the build up is almost unbearable to a Super Bowl. Like it's so, if you're a diehard fan of that team, it's so like anxiety inducing. Yeah, to have the game start and you just get obliterated, it's just got to be like Broncos fans for that that. That Seattle Super Bowl, yeah, that had to be terrible. You oh. were so excited. You had Peyton Manning. The offense was the best it was all year. Yeah, like, I mean, it was the best offense all year. Is what I meant to say. And you know, the very first play of the game was a high snap, and it went over Peyton Manning's head, and you had to kick it back through the end zone, and it was a safety. And now the Seahawks get the ball. Like, what an awful way to start the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, so bad. I mean, is that worse though than blowing a twenty-five to three lead or twenty-eight to three lead? No, nothing's worse than that. Like you had a twenty-eight to three lead, and not even like at halftime. You had a twenty-eight to three lead, like in the third quarter. You blew it. That's crazy, yo. There's a legitimate picture of Antonio Brown waiting for a ride outside of MetLife Stadium. This is this is real. It's Antonio Brown waiting for a ride outside MetLife Stadium. <laughs> What, dude? What happened? What is happening? That can't be. A is this thing. like? I mean, he might be like legitimately like suffering from some sort of like mental ailment. You think so? I, he he's been through some stuff. I mean, I'm not. Uh, I don't know what this. He just posted on Twitter. Said super gremlin. But <laughs> it's just a picture. Of, it's just a picture of him. And it just says Super Gremlin. I don't... What? He just posted it? Like, recently? He, he posted it at 521. Dude, he posted he, it less than 40 minutes ago. Do you think he is the, the the what the suffering of CTE looks like in a living person? Maybe. Because I, know I that mean, the, the, ever since that Vontez perfect hit? Yeah, and I know that CTE is a thing. Like, these guys, a lot of these football players who die very young, they donate their bodies for this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And... He just strikes me as a guy that that if something tragic were to happen to him at a young age, and they you know they do they do that sort of research on his body and they find that nobody's going to be surprised. The guy acts like an absolute no. wild animal. Yeah, not at all. And then it'll almost make you feel bad for laughing at the way that he acted. But and then looking back at me, I'm like, wow, he was suffering internally, and we, nobody knew because yeah. this is not a, an ailment you can see. Do we have another game to talk about, or? We have the the Rams and Ravens, and that's okay. it. Let's talk about that real quick, and then I want to talk about what happened in um, in Washington after the game. Okay the the Los Angeles Rams went into Baltimore, and they they had a rough rough first half of this game. Matt Stafford was a turnover machine. They could not get anything going. 
Um, they did turn it around in the second half. And for as much grief as everybody gave Baltimore secondary, they they played a much better game than anybody thought they were going to as far as containing Cooper Cup was concerned. Oh, for sure. They definitely contained him. He only had six receptions for 95 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds but ridiculous. That, that is containing that him, That is though. what That's, containing yeah. Cooper Cup looks like. Yeah, like, when you're, like, if anybody here plays Madden, like, it says, um, we want to stop this person. Like, it has, like, the coaching. Yeah, uh, the choices you can make. Yeah, exactly. And it's, so you have the choice sometimes when you're playing against a really good player, you have the choice to contain him, or to, like, stop them, or just basically ignore them. And usually, like, containing him is, like, the it's the conservative approach, yeah. right? Where it's, like, he's going to do some damage, but he's not going to have, like, an all-star game against us, right? Yeah. And that's basically, like, that's basically what the Rams sa- or yeah. the Ravens said about the about Cooper Cup today. But, like, that's that's as good as it gets, though, for stopping Cooper Cup. But for now, I mean, that's really as good as it gets. Yeah. There are the few random occasions where he gets held to, like, four grabs and 40 yards and no touchdowns. But those are few and far between. That the what the Ravens did, that is the extent of what stopping Cooper Cup looks like. Um, the Rams did win this game simply because they just played better football in the second half than they did in the first. They didn't turn it over as much. They spread the ball around more. They ran it better. And um, the Ravens just made a lot more mistakes in the second half. Uh, Lamar Jackson did not play in this game. Nope. So uh, Huntley, Huntley had an interception. He was 20 of 32 with 197 yards, zero touchdowns in an interception. He had six rushes for 54 yards. And I mean, and Mark Andrews again, like had a good game. Yeah, I mean, he didn't have a good as good of a game as containing Cooper Cup had, but he had six receptions for eighty nine yards and zero touchdowns. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me that um, he he's their number one. Yeah, number uh, one at everything. Yeah, no one. doubt, he's their number one receiver. He's the best player on the team. That sounded that sounded like a ridiculous thing to say, but at the moment, he is their no, best he, player. Yeah, he's for sure their best player. I don't know what. You know, I mean, I think Bateman has a good future there, but um, I just think people would argue Lamar Jackson is their best player. No, I, um, yeah, right. I just meant their best like skill player, like not oh, counting quarterback. I meant overall, he's their best player. Yeah, it, I mean, it really just depends because you know Lamar can have those types of games where he put absolutely puts the team on his back and he can score like five total touchdowns and like have three passing and two rushing or something like that. Yeah. Um, however, you can't do that if you're injured, and he's been injured for the last month. So uh, if the Ravens do get into the playoffs, we're going to have to see whether Lamar can play or not. I don't know that they're going to. And he doesn't have a great track record in the playoffs. So it's like... He's, I think he's, what, one in three? Yeah, it looks bleak the for the Ravens like here. They're not, it's not like they're a bad team. Just, it just doesn't look good. Well, their defense is super banged up, obviously. Yeah, and yeah they as a team are just just slaughtered as it comes to yeah, as it pertains sure. injuries. All right, so that's all we have. We we did the one o'clock games. We will, uh, you know, we'll we'll throw together uh, another podcast eventually for like the four <laughs> o'clock games. I'll throw another one together. I'm going yeah, real we'll, off the we'll, off the cuff. We'll here. recap the other ones. We're just it's earlier in the day, and the, and the four o'clock games are still happening, so we can't tell you who won what. Right. I will tell you that the Cardinals are <sighs> they're beating the Cowboys, dude. Thirteen to seven. They just came back from halftime. Uh, yeah. Panthers are beating the Saints. Um, the Seahawks are crushing the Lions. Right. So, so you showed me a video. Yep. Of um, Jalen Sir Hurts. Jalen Hurts. You want to want to explain to the people what happened? <laughs> um. So the game was in Washington. Jalen Hurts. This was after the game. The Eagles won. Um. So naturally, in a in in an away team stadium, when you win, the only fans left are your own. Your right. The the home team's fans went. They went home. They're, they didn't. They're not sticking around to watch you celebrate. 
Um, so it was all Eagles fans left, and Jalen Hurts was walking back to the tunnel, sort of soaking up the moment a little bit. Uh, and there was like I don't know, ten Eagles fans leaning over the railing, like over, trying to yeah, like the tunnel, like get a high five or something. Yeah. You know what I mean, and the barricade broke, and those ten t- fans just fell right to, in front of to Jalen the ground, Hurts. right in front, like right at his feet. Jalen's like helping him up. <laughs> And then, like, the fans just immediately put their arms around him and start taking pictures. pictures. (laughs) It's like, what just happened? Look at him like, you didn't just fall 10 feet to the ground and then get up and start taking a picture with me. Like, these guys, all in the matter of 10 seconds, experienced a minor car accident, (laughs) then got a meet and greet with Jalen Hurts and on-field access at Washington. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. The The whole ordeal looked hilarious because... Jalen Hurts was prepared to go by and you know give the give the hand slaps. Yeah, and then watching it break, he just sort of sidestepped it. Like he, the dude is not rattled by anything ever. No. Sidestepped it, they fall. He just sort of looks at them, then just starts helping people up because that's what Jalen Hurts does. Yeah, I saw somebody tweet out the video and they said, "Talk about your quarterback staying calm under pressure." <laughs> yeah. That's why I said to Rick I'm like, "This dude does not. He n- is never rattled. Like we were losing by thirty, or we're up by twenty, or mm. fans are falling out of the stands in front of your feet. The dude is never rattled. <laughs> or you get benched in the third quarter to." play against washington for no reason oh man <laughs> i heard he wasn't when that happened i heard he wasn't a fan of that no nah, he seemed a little upset you can kind of yeah. tell by the way uh, he's sitting on the bench which is normally like even the backup quarterback has like their helmet on or they're by the coaches and yeah. stuff he was just like nah and he's just sitting on the bench with his helmet off because for him it was a tryout right he because the eagles and Wentz were right there their relationship at that moment was rocky at best so that was mm-hmm. a tryout for him like he wanted he wanted to keep leaving it on the field so that they could see, like, this is the guy. So to be, I understand that we weren't going to make the playoffs, but I don't know. The, the guys have more pride than that, you know what I mean? And that, that decision more, looking back on it, that decision came from Howie Roseman. That was not a Doug Peterson thing. That was a Howie Roseman thing. There's no way Doug Peterson was like, yeah, we're going to... I, because his relationship with the Eagles was rocky too, so mm-hmm. there's no way he was like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna throw this right now, so the Eagles can get the better pick." Right. He didn't care about that, so this was definitely no. a Howie Roseman thing, and For I sure. bet you it had a lot to do with why Peterson wasn't there. Yeah, I think so too. Like, I bet he fought that and was not happy, and they probably had a huge Ooh, fight about it. That's a big catch from Sir Christian Kirk. Yes, Kirk is making catches. Uh, Seahawks scored again, though, buddy. Uh yeah, but it was it wasn't was it? I know it was DK Metcalf. Uh, it wasn't Penny though. <laughs> uh, I just want to see you sweat. <laughs> don't scare me like that, dude. Um, you're currently up thirty four point four points. Oh my god! Because Kirk just had the I have like pretty big. My uh, hands are reception. like clammy. That's how anxious I am about this. Yeah, and Corey's done after these four o'clock games, which I guess is the bright side here because I do have a kicker left. Yeah, right now you're projected one sixty two point four to his one twenty point six, so I it looks pretty good. I don't know how I could be projected that many points. I only have a kicker left. How could I be projected that many points right now? Well, you still have two running backs, two wide receivers, currently in the game. Yeah, but they had. I mean, I guess the projection is that it's got to be based off what their beginning game projection was because, mm-hmm. because I mean, Swift isn't doing well, but uh, Mitchell's already scored a touchdown. Kirk is looks like he's on his way. I think he just caught another ball. Um, this will be how much time we got left, buddy? A minute. Okay, this will be my this is my third championship in six Five years. years. Six years. It's been every other year for the last six years. And I've lost all the other ones, so I'm like very much stressing this one out because I don't want to lose another one. I just don't. Well, currently it's looking pretty good. Yeah, like, I mean, we I, know how that works. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm not. I don't want to complain. I'm just getting very anxious. Yeah, 
I don't blame you. Jamar Chase is he has been my savior. Yeah. Are you gonna get a Jamar Chase jersey? No. I'll get you one. Thanks, buddy. I'm gonna buy you one. I'll wear it. Okay. Thanks for uh, listening to us, guys. We'll be back on um, Wednesday. Wednesday. And Happy New Year to everybody. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year. Sorry. Um, Travis, sorry about that. I'm sorry. I didn't even think about it. Don't accept his apology. I'm selfish. Bye.